By the end of this episode, you will actually learn how to leverage your Facebook profile with the power of high ticket affiliate marketing so that you can leave your job and start having four figure days, five figure months, and basically start living life on your own terms. Hello, my name is Mildred Milenkovic, and you are listening to Affiliate Journey, which is the podcast I started like a year and a couple of months ago in order to basically partly share my own journey of affiliate marketing and partly bring the best people and best minds in our or similar industries and dive deep into like their strategies, tactics, tips and tricks so that you can use them in your own business and honestly, so that I can use them in my own business. And I myself learned a lot interviewing like a lot of people who are just amazing, amazing individuals and marketers, and they are changing the marketplace and the world. And it's just amazing. So for that very reason, if you are a first time listener, or even worse, (laughs) if you have already listened to a podcast, and you have not yet subscribed, I would definitely invite you to do so because I'm releasing new episodes every Friday, which is like this one, this episode where I actually release interviews and every Tuesday where I actually release solo cast episodes, basically sharing my own journey, right? So before we dive into today's episode, I just want to quickly go over something so insane Uh, I think it's gonna take a huge swing and disturb the affiliate marketplace. So long story short, my seven-figure mentor, the founder of Super Affiliate Accelerator Mastermind that continuously every day changes people's lives, helping them leave their job and live the life on their own terms, uh, he went a bit insane. I'm kidding, but uh, what he did is he launched a new offer to the marketplace, uh, which is called Super Affiliate Intensive, and it's a it's like a I see it like a grandchild of Super Affiliate Accelerator. Uh, basically, the the main thing, or one of the main things he teaches in Super Affiliate Accelerator, is now famous uh, blueprint called Mocha, and Jacob invented it after like three and a half years of learning and growing and building seven-figure business himself. So he now shares it with his students in SAA uh, and they are leveraging it to get like amazing results. Like a lot of us left our jobs. We are having four, five, six-figure businesses just after a few months of leveraging the blueprint. Now, what happened is that, as I said, he launched this super affiliate intensive, which is again, like a grandchild to SAA, a very new program to the market where, you guessed it, he teaches the Mocha blueprint. Now, obviously, you will not get the support like in SAA for which he charges like $2,000. However, you will get the the main premise of it, like what he teach in SAA. And he also added a bunch of like ridiculous bonuses for the price of $50, which is insane. Like for 50 bucks, I mean, even in Serbia, I used to work like five days for eight hours for this money. So probably much more than any of you listening. Maybe it's like a couple of hours of your work. And still, even here, 
this is like a steel, like a steel. I don't know. It's insane. Now, what makes this offer even more insane is that I added my own bonuses, which are worth around $2,000. So current value that one gets when they purchase SAI through me is $7,291 for the price of 50 bucks one time. Yeah, you heard it right. It's, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, uh, if you want to leverage this amazing offer, you can go at affiliatejourney.co slash meodrag or affiliatejourney.co slash aron, uh, which is A-A-R-O-N. Uh, and yes, I just spoiled the guest. But anyways, let me let me quickly transition. Uh, Aaron is today's guest. He's actually fellow from the mastermind I referenced earlier, which is SAA. He's also one of Jacob's students. He's also the guy that basically left his job uh, thanks to this Mocha Blueprint. And he's this amazing guy who is on a on a fire, I would say. He actually had like $20,000 in 33 days this August and $15,000 the following month, winning the essay competition Jacob put out. Uh, he's just smashing high ticket commissions left and right. It's, it's just amazing. So I'm super pumped to bring him on, to dive into like how he uses Facebook to get these amazing results and just as important how you can start leveraging facebook high ticket affiliate marketing and start having four figure days five figure months and eventually six six figure businesses so i hope you will enjoy this one Hello everyone, welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. And I have a special guest, which I keep calling superstar because he's just exploding in the last two months, two and a half months. He's just going insane. And I think you will just tremendously benefit from this episode because he's not like this established eight-year entrepreneur who is like out of reach. He's someone who was like just a few months ago, he was starting in this world, then he was struggling, then he kind of started catching up, and then he just blew up. And I, I think you will, again, tremendously benefit from this one. He's my fellow from the mastermind, my good bud, Aaron. Welcome, my brother. Thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Very welcome. And I'm excited, man. Like... Man, you're just taking them left and right. It's 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 ridiculous. So how do you feel about it? I'm curious. Uh, it's been a crazy few months, to be honest, man. It, it's um yeah, it, I, I didn't see it coming and, and sort of blowing up the way it did. So um, to be honest, I'm not sure it's properly sunk in. Uh, only two months. It, it's still kind of fresh, but um, really, really grateful. Definitely uh, an overwhelming feeling of um, being very grateful. I would argue that, and I think I told you that when we were like voice messaging each other, I think that feeling of gratefulness is actually what's fueling this up. 
uh, funnily enough. But maybe we'll dive into that as well. Uh, but for mm. people not knowing you, although I know a majority of listeners are <clears throat> in Facebook Organic, so they probably know you or have heard of you. But for those that didn't or that heard of you but don't know your backstory, could you share with us like a bit of your backstory and how did you came up doing what you're doing now? Absolutely, man. Um, so I come from a construction background. I worked in construction for about 10 years here in Melbourne, Australia. So about five of those were spent working for somebody else. And then uh, uh, the remaining five were spent uh, running my own business. So I ran my own business for around five years. I had a few guys working for me. Um, what I was doing was a really physical job. So it was destroying my body slowly without me uh, necessarily realizing it. Uh, but anyway, we worked hard, um, pushed through for about five years. It was really unfulfilling work, but I pushed through because it paid the bills for me. So I sort of went through stages where I was so unfulfilled, I'd look for other options out there and then end up just settling for the easy option, which was construction for me. Um, you know, it was what I was comfortable with. It's what, it's what I knew. So I just kept sort of falling back into that. But uh, around, geez, it would probably be October 2019. Um, I hit, hit a bit of a wall where I was really just burnt out of construction. I was done with it and just ready to move on to something a little bit more fulfilling and, and something that had a little bit more freedom that didn't tie me to a specific location. So I started on YouTube as so many of us do, and went very, very deep down the rabbit hole. Um, we're probably talking, well, probably six weeks, to be honest, of, of YouTube. Every spare second I had watching hundreds and hundreds of hours of videos, searching uh, how to make money online, all kinds of different uh, crazy Ponzi schemes and, and little little hustles, hustles <laughs> to uh, make a few bucks here and there. But um, literally ended up with affiliate marketing. Uh, looked the easiest one for me to get stuck into because I didn't need my own product. I didn't need an audience and I didn't necessarily need any experience. It was something that I could build up, um, you know, as I, as I grew into the business. So I guess that that's sort of a little bit about my backstory. And that's what brings me to where I started with affiliate marketing, which was December, 2019, when I very first discovered um, what affiliate marketing was. Man, it's, it's amazing. You're like so new because I mean, maybe you'll leverage, but I don't know how connected that is that you had like business experience with your own business. But still, from my experience and from people I talk to, they usually start struggle for like two, three years, maybe one, two, even five, some people. Uh, but you did it like rather fast. And I would argue it was your decision making. Like you made the right call at the right time and you just kept at it and anyways let's let's talk it through like what happened how was your affiliate journey let's let's break that down for people because some of them listening maybe they are still struggling so maybe they can go down the decision road you took and maybe that will help them maybe some are just starting like yourself and they're like yeah affiliate marketing seems legit but what do i do now like this world is overwhelming. People don't understand that affiliate marketing is not just, it, it's much more than people teaching you how to make affiliate marketing. They're just small industry, but affiliate marketing there, it, it's almost every business, like it involves affiliate marketing. It's, it has endless possibilities and someone new coming in cannot possibly fathom that. So what would you advise to, again, either beginners or 
people who are in it, maybe six months, a year, but they're not necessarily seeing results or the results that they want? Mm, good question. So there's, there's a few different factors in that. I think for myself, um, I was, uh, I guess, stubborn and, and a little bit resistant at the start to invest a whole lot of money uh, because this was something that was new to me. I wasn't obviously convinced that this was legitimate. Um, you know, a lot of people have those sort of hangups mindset wise around starting an online business because of the way um, so many people perceive it. So I sort of jumped in and, and avoided spending any money. I didn't want to spend very much money. I spent $100 here and there, I think, to be honest. And I spun my wheels for, geez, six, six to eight weeks um, of getting no results at all, putting like a stupid amount of hours into it each day. Every single waking second I had spare, I would put into it. Um, and I think that was an ego thing, feeling like I was smart enough, I was a big boy, and I was going to figure this out by myself. And uh, I guess to tie into that, you know, what would my advice be? Um, it, it's to understand that, um, yes, you're an adult. Yeah. You're very capable, but you've never done this before. Like if this is a totally new industry to you, there's nothing better you can do than find someone who's done exactly what you want to do and do everything you can to work as closely as you can with them. Um, and I think that would be a huge piece of advice is to surrender the ego, admit that you are not experienced with this. This is not something you've done before. Um, and really just align yourself with somebody who's doing exactly what it is that you want to do. That, that was a really, really big part of it for me. Um, and I think, I think another big factor in, in people getting started with affiliate marketing is, is there's two types of people. There's people who are dipping their toes in and they're not quite sure. And they just want to give it a try um, and see what happens, see if they can make a few dollars. And they're sort of, you know, oh, if I make $10,000 doing it by myself, then I'll get a mentor. Um, which very, very rarely, as you would have seen yourself, works very, very rarely. Um, so I think for me, uh, the reason I was able to, I guess, fast track my success was that I had a burning desire and I made a commitment to myself and to those around me that I was going to make this work. And I didn't necessarily say I wanted to make this work in three to six months. I was willing to put four years into it because that's how long it was going to take me to find another job that was more fulfilling and trainer. Uh, but I think having that burning desire and that commitment that, that no matter what, through the good days, the bad days, that I was going to make this work, I was 100% committed um, to becoming a full-time affiliate marketer. So I think that's something that's really, really important for people beginning is to understand um, it's okay to dip your toes in a little bit, but if you are serious about making this happen, you need to make a commitment to yourself and have a burning desire to make it work because not all days are good. There's going to be tough days um, and you need to have that burning desire in order to push through that sort of, um, that, that sort of thing. Dude, you gave so much to unpack and I can already see, I mean, I've interviewed over 50 people who were doing six, seven, eight figures. So I can see through their words and what's the reason they are succeeding and I actually did a solocast episode on this when I was, I don't know, I interviewed around 30 or 40 people and I was like trying to, I'm a pattern guy and I love to see patterns and I was like, well, what's the one common thing they had? And you just said it, it's the commitment. Like if you're not committed to make it work and this is more, I say, this is more than just consistency because you can consistently doing something that's not working, right? But if you're committed, you will find another way. Maybe the one you initially started 
won't get you there. Like I know from your story that you were also buying like solo ads. I was trying going down the ClickFunnels route, whatnot, like passive income automation, all of it. But I was committed. I was if I was consistent, I would keep on just banging head against the wall and probably not doing anything. But to your point, and another super powerful thing you said, surrendering the ego. So I was not a beginner. So I was not like, yeah, I'll get help. I don't know. But I was already buying course after course, invested over 5K, and I knew a lot. I really knew. And it was really hard for me to surrender the ego and be like, yeah, I, I still need help. So I, I couldn't agree with these two gems anymore. Like find someone who has done it. It's the... Basically, I hate shortcuts, but it's the shortcut to success. Uh, mm. Another thing that I noticed, and again, I would attribute this to your success. You said I was ready to put it put in four years, and that to me speaks uh, long term thinking. You were not in it like, yeah, let's make million dollars this month. It was like I'm ready to put in the work. Like when I had a chat with Spencer in the first episode. And I asked him, like, what kept you pushing? Uh, because in his backstory, first year, he was trying Instagram. And in entire year, he made 50 bucks. And I was like, what kept you pushing? And he was like, well, I was thinking, if I do this for, like, on my day job, I would have to work 40 more years to get, like, to the pension or whatever. But if I do this for 10, for two more years, and I get to passive income, it's still better. If I do it for five years and I get it in like 35, it's still better. If I do it for 10 years with failing, failing, failing and succeeding after 10 years, that's still me retiring in 40 and not at 65 and living life of my own terms. And that's, I think that's the kind of thinking people need to adopt if they want to make this work because in reality, it's not easy. And mm. to dive further, so... You found it, you found yourself a mentor. You had that burning desire, which for people reading Napoleon Hill, that's one of the things he said in Think and Grow Rich. Like you need to have a burning desire to make it happen. You got a mentor, and how did how did your journey look from there on? Yeah, so it was um, it wasn't a rock star entry like I had imagined it was going to be. Um, things that, things were a little bit rocky. I did initially come out of the gate. Um, and managed to bag my first high ticket sale in 16 days, which was really, really exciting for me. Life-changing um, to be able to earn uh, an entire week's wage in a day um, on Facebook Messenger was pretty crazy for me. Uh, that's, uh, that was a big pivoting moment, a big proof of concept for me and, and motivation to just keep pushing because I understood the potential then of um, just where this could go. So I, I managed to bag that first sale and... Um, unfortunately slipped into a mindset where I started to show up each day, but I was showing up in the employee mindset. So that's something I talk about quite a lot um, with a lot of the people that I work with is that I was showing up to do my, you know, eight hours, so to speak of work and then to go home, you know, and, and as you know, yourself being, being a business owner, you need to be intentional in your actions. Autopilot and employee mindset is a dangerous place to be. So my journey looked a little bit rocky for a few months. Uh, I, I was making sales, a couple of small ones here and there. I went about three to four weeks between high ticket sales. So it was far from being enough to actually replace my nine to five income. Um, and, and, and I guess I dealt with a, 
a number of mindset issues through all of that. A lot of personal growth happened. Um, a lot of inner work happened during those initial months. And in four months, so on the fourth month that I'd been high ticket affiliate marketing, I managed to hit 4K, which was um, enough to replace my nine to five income. So that was a really, really big moment for me because 4K to a lot of people listening in, hearing the crazy numbers affiliate marketers are throwing around is not a great deal of money. But 4K uh, replaced 180 hours of manual labor for me. Like it, it was a game changer for me totally. So I hit that and that was really just motivation again. So I, I really doubled down on that, on what was working for me or what I thought was working for me, kept pushing really hard. And the next month I actually had a 3K month, which was really disappointing and hard for me because I imagined things were going to be, be linear. I was going to, you know, slowly grow. And, um, and that took, that was, that was quite hard. Um, that was, that was a tough time for me because in my mind, I, I couldn't understand why it wasn't linear. And after doing a lot of uh, inner work again and reaching out to people in the industry, realized that success is never linear. It's, it's up and down, you know, that it trends up, but it is never linear. You're not going to have, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven K months in a row like that. So um, that was really tough, but I did a lot of inner work that month. I, I managed to disconnect from the result and, and really anchor into my process over the last maybe two weeks of that month. And that actually really led to a big mindset shift, which I think contributed to my next month because in the very next month, I managed to hit just over $20,000 in commissions. Um, in uh, It was 33 days, so just over a month, uh, which was absolutely crazy, man. <laughs> um, Life-changing money, you know, as, as, as you know yourself, that's a, that's a lot of money to earn in 33 days. That's, that pays my mortgage for a whole year. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of money. So yeah, look, went off the momentum of that really just doubled down on what was working, looked to simplify my business, got rid of everything that didn't need to be there, started outsourcing certain tasks. And then last month I was able to back it up with a 15 K month. So um, being able to consistently sort of do five figure months um, has been really life changing. And that brings me to now, which is almost the start of a fresh month. So yeah, that's, that's a bit about my journey. First, I would agree with you. People are just not only in affiliate marketing, but let's say in MMO niche, numbers are being thrown left and right without any context. Like comes business owner who has done it for 10 years and be like, yeah, I made $500,000 in this week. Want to learn how? Right. Yeah. But the years, the network, the skills, the, the everything else that's got involved kind of get neglected. And it's like this shiny whatever number is being thrown, but you're right. Like a lot of people may be listening. I know some probably didn't even make their first sale. So it's like when you say $4,000 a month, maybe they just want $4 commission just to have that proof of concept. So mm. also you mentioned like first 16 days of you getting a mentor, you made a high ticket sale. And I want to highlight that because you and I, are in the same resonance with it, we, we realize that high ticket is the way to go. I mean, honestly, if you were selling 100 buck product, you would have not hit 23K uh, or 20K in 33 days and you would have not won probably the competition and whatnot. It's, it's a different ball game. Like make, how much would you have to make? Jesus, 10, 100, 200, 200 sales 
it's 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 ridiculous uh so could you touch upon briefly why did you choose high ticket what's the reasoning behind it and why um, i mean not to put words in your mouth in my opinion i think that's the fastest way to leave your job like without a single piece of doubt i mean you've done it i've done it i know other people that were also struggling and then went into high ticket and have left their jobs. So why high ticket? Initially, high ticket, um, without a proper understanding of the industry, I was drawn to high ticket just because the person that I had found that I wanted to work with, um, that's what they were doing. So as I got into high ticket, I became very, very grateful that I did and I didn't start with low ticket. And, and it's purely based on it's a numbers game. And that's literally what it is. So when, especially when we're implementing um, organic traffic, it can take time. Sometimes, especially, um, you know, chatting to people over messenger, different time zones that you're dealing with, it can take time. And it's not something that is super, super easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. So I think high ticket really just rewards us for the time that we put in. So you might spend three or four hours chatting to somebody over a course of, you know, a week in order to make a high ticket sale. But once you've made that sale, where that $500 or $1,000, it is well worth your time. It is well worth like four hours to spend to earn $500 is over a hundred dollars an hour. That's pretty good. Um, so I think that's, that's the logic, but high ticket for me just comes down to a numbers game. It literally is a matter of, do you want to make 200 sales a month or do you want to make 20 sales a month? That's literally what it comes down to. High ticket is the fastest way to replace your income because for me, my income was 4k a month. That's four sales a month. That's one sale per week. And that is very, very realistic. Now, 40 sales a week is not realistic, especially with organic traffic. And I think anybody who's got any experience with it will understand that without, <clears throat> without any kind of automation or paid advertising, that, that's not a realistic number, um, especially with, a, with a, you know, a, a higher ticket product. So yeah, that, that's why high ticket for me. <clears throat> yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I cannot fathom making that much sales and it's, it's a pain. It's not just the fact to make them. First, you, need, you would need to make them consistently. It's not just even if you make this like huge JV push, I don't know what you do, and you make them, you need to make them every month, right? To have that income coming in. But another thing is like, you kind of have to take care to an extent of those people and maybe their needs and complaints. And it's a pain. But from my experience, I don't know if you agree with this, but when someone is ready to pay thousand or two thousand dollars in themselves and to invest, they are usually much more committed to the beginning of our conversation, and they are like ready. They are ready for transformation. It's it's a pleasure to work with them. Obviously, sometimes not. Sometimes someone paying low ticket. I'm not just like being super polarizing and saying hey, everyone who pays money is this way and who doesn't is that way, but. In majority of cases, at least from my experience, I found that to be the case. I'm curious, was that your experience also? Definitely. Um, I think I think high ticket attracts a different kind of person. Being that the price tag is much higher, it, it attracts a, uh, a person in a different kind of mindset. Somebody who is is serious, and as you said, you know, again to reference the commitment. So somebody who is serious and committed to it, um, and, and I definitely think it attracts a different kind of person. On top of that, um, something I guess I uh, neglected to say earlier is that a high ticket item is is more often than not much higher quality, and and I think the the real 
the motivation behind that is that a high ticket product is is very likely to change somebody's life. Like like people have got skin in the game. They've paid a thousand or multiple thousands of dollars to be in here, so they're committed. And the quality of that product is often very very high. It includes you know things like mentorship. So I think um, like to shift away from the money perspective, this is the best way to affect changing people as well as earn the most money. So yeah, definitely agree with that. I think I heard Melissa Ricker. I don't know if you know her. She recently applied for like two comma club award. I interviewed her around a year and something ago. And she said like people that pay a low ticket pay for information. People that pay high ticket pay for transformation, which is like really powerful and true. Like, and usually like up to $8,000 rarely can you get support right it's just you're buying information and i purchased a lot of courses that's just information yes it can be useful but if you don't know how to apply it you will have hang-ups and you don't have help it's much harder hence again referencing back to getting a mentor so it all ties in together uh now mm. let's break it down to people like what were you doing so they're like okay i need a mentor i I want to do high ticket. It makes sense for money, changing life standpoint for, from every aspect. Uh, what I do now, like what's the, what's the strategy and tactics that you were using to make actually, maybe some people are in this world kind of like, as you said, soaking feet, but they don't see results. Like what were you doing differently that other people weren't to get such results? Mm, definitely. So I think a couple of factors there. Um, something I speak about quite often is self-reflection. So and, and and taking responsibility for for your outcome. So I think that was a big thing and a big thing that a lot of people neglect is to uh, step back every now and then, step back from the business and have a look at what's working and what's not. Uh, because quite often, as you, I think you referenced it a little bit earlier, you can be as consistent as you want, but if you're not following a proven system or if something you're doing is not working, you're just beating your head against the wall. It, it doesn't matter how much more effort you put into that, it isn't going to work. So I think um, really just stepping back and taking a look at what is working, what's serving you and what's not, um, and then taking responsibility for it and understanding that uh, if, if something's not working, it's something in the process. Because because the strategy, as a, provided you are following a proven strategy, um, it works. It's worked for other people. It'll work for more people. There's, there's nothing in the strategy that is flawed. It's more your implementation of that. So I think that's really, really key is to take responsibility and understand that if you are not getting results, it is not the strategy, it's your implementation. And you need to take a step back and have a look at what has been serving your business um, and, and maybe you know what, what hasn't been serving your business. Um, that was probably a big thing, I think, for me, um, but another thing I think a lot of people struggle with is consistency and, and showing up daily. And I think a huge part of this game is just being able to show up daily because uh, as I said, I made that commitment. I had this burning desire. So I was here every day. Like I was here putting in the work. I was in the trenches. I was chatting to people, putting out content, um, you know, building up rapport and goodwill with my audience and, and just doing everything I could. So I think implementing to the extent of my ability, like really, really just pushing and showing up every day, I think is the difference between um, the people who, you know, may, may not necessarily get results and the people who do. Um, yeah, I think that was, they've been big things for me. I love that reflection. Super, super important. 
And also, like, you mentioned something interesting, and I've noticed this around, and I pointed out that to people, but I guess it's not the easiest thing to follow up. So say people watch you, maybe my journey, and they see what we are doing, and they try to replicate, but they're replicating, and even though we are not like seven-figure earners, we are not that far ahead, but still, they miss this part where we were consistent and when, where we were building goodwill with the audience. So yesterday, I made an offer on my wall, and I got people like reaching out. And I tell you, same person to put out the same post to their people, maybe they won't get one sign up. Why? Because I built that goodwill, I built that trust, I provided value over time, I was consistent. And that's why people buy. So I would actually advise people starting or not seeing results, do not bombard with offers, like put in the value, put in the trust, uh, show up every day to your point, uh, be vulnerable, share your journey, your, your stories, your beliefs, everything. Let people know you, let people know what you're doing, provide them with value, with insights, whatever it is, your unique insights. And over time, you will build that. And I think a lot of people miss this part and they just jump in. Like, as you say, they can follow the same strategy, do the same things that we're doing now, but they were just missing maybe a few steps and that can like keep them really, really stuck. Uh, mm. And I love what you said about implementation. And I want to dig into that more because I know people that are taking the right steps in terms of like, maybe they are into high ticket, they did get a mentor, but they're not getting results. So I guess first, first question is, it can be two part question. First question is, as far as the implementation, like how do you implement, what do you implement, and what do you think is different? And another question okay let's let's just go with there that's not a small question i guess <laughs> <laughs> no worries so so when you when you say um implementation of, and what do we implement are you are you talking in regards to um maybe the facebook organic strategy and, yeah, and how yeah. i built that yeah absolutely so there's a couple of non-negotiables um for me each day um and a couple of those things are i need to put a, a piece of content out each day that follows the content strategy um that has a clear goal so like like pointless content, um, again, it is a waste of time. It needs to have a clear strategy behind it. So putting a piece of content up for me was non-negotiable. That was a daily like task that I needed to implement. Um, another thing I needed to do was add friends because when you're playing in the organic traffic game, um, if you are not adding new friends, there's a good chance you're not getting an influx of new leads. So I think it's really important to have a, a, a consistent flow of um, new audience members cycling through um, and viewing your content because at the end of the day, not everyone's going to resonate with what you do. Um, so I think it's important to, you know, obviously remove the people who don't over time and to constantly bring in new members to your audience. Uh, beyond that though, um, you and I both know that Facebook organic doesn't work if you don't talk to people. So the biggest part of my strategy, the biggest part of my implementation of where all of my focus and energy goes is on reaching out to new friends and making connections. So that was really a big part of the strategy um, is that, you know, getting into Messenger each day and making these new connections and, and chatting to people, networking, building trust, you know, not necessarily trying to close everybody that I'm reaching out to, just, just getting to know people, get them into your audience, build some trust, you know, 
I know a lot of people speak about it, it taking seven points of contact in order for someone to be ready to buy um, seven to 10, or I've heard a few different numbers, but, but I think that's really important to remember is that initially a lot of people go into outreach with the goal of closing as many as they can. Whereas I think um, something that Joshua Ong has spoken about before is planting seeds. And I think that's such a powerful concept. I know a lot of marketers have picked that up and run with it because the goal of your outreach and your networking is not necessarily to close people on the first point of contact, but just to plant the seed, to let people know you care, uh, build a little bit of trust with them and let your content do the follow-up. So um, I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but those are the four important things for me was posting each day, adding new friends to my audience, reaching out to all of my new friends and just pursuing any conversations that I could through Messenger. That's like, I think we resonate with, uh, with the steps. I think those are the revenue generating activities. And especially again, to our point earlier, when you tie that in with high ticket, that's where the money goes. And mm. I noticed like in my own journey, like I was new to, even though I was in affiliate marketing before, I was kind of new to high ticket to Facebook organic, partly new. And first, when I learned the strategy, my mindset was like, yeah, every person I reach out to is a lead and I should close them, right? <laughs> so that was my initial mindset. No, I, I'm lying. The first mindset was I, I hated people pitching me, so I was going into friendly conversations. And then when I changed that and I started going into business conversation, I almost tried to, well, again, I wouldn't spend the link. I, I had courtesy and ethics, but in, in my mind, I was going with the intention of like, hey, this person, I will probably close them. While now, I'm like, let's get to know this person. I don't know if I can help them. Like I had this guy, it was fun to me. It was kind of unique. I added him as a friend and I think I reached out and he was like, you randomly added me and you, you, you will probably pitch me. So let me pitch you before you pitch me. And he went on <laughs> with his offer and I sent him two voice messages. I was like, first, it wasn't really random. Like I tried to find for certain types of people like in the same industry. So while yes, I don't know you, so it is kind of random. It's not totally like, oh, let's add that. Add. Like I, I kind of looked through his profile. It wasn't random. Second thing, no, I'm not looking to pitch you because I don't know you. I don't know what you do. Maybe you are like, 10 year already in the business doing seven figures. I cannot pitch you. I want to get to know you. In the future, we can network. Maybe you need my help. Maybe I will pitch you if I think I can help you. Maybe I will buy your product if you can help me. Like, but that's the communication. I, I enter with a new mindset and I love that you pointed that out. Uh, another, okay. That's, that's quite a common one is, is a lot of people come in and they, they shift, you know, they would be afraid to pitch. Um, and then they realize that's not working. So they go way off the other end and just start pitching everyone. And then I think, yeah, that's what you just spoke about is where you find your happy medium. There's no goal. We're just going into these conversations just to get to know somebody, because as you said yourself, you know, you may be in the industry for 10 years and absolutely crushing it. How do I know? Um, so yeah, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, definitely. And as far as content, you also mentioned something really important, which is like, do not post like random bits of content. Uh, because I see a lot of people doing that. And there is no clear strategy. There is no clear audience 
where content is pointed to, it's too too broad, too in general, too like, again, they kind of try to model someone that like their audience already knows them. So even if they go a bit wider, they know what the guy or girl is all about and they kind of resonate. So you, I would argue, and I'm curious to hear your opinion, you need to be really like laser focused and specific when, when starting and you need to know who are you talking to. Otherwise, it's like, I don't know, like you're talking to everyone and we know no product or service or anything is for everyone unless the one affiliate I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to be very, very clear on um, exactly who it is you're talking to. So I think for me personally, um, I was talking to myself a couple of months ago and that's, and that's something that really helped me early on because uh, a, lot of, a lot of people spend a lot, of, a lot of time and a lot of energy and get caught up on building out this absolutely perfectly detailed customer avatar um, and while I think it's important to have a good understanding of who it is that you want to work with, um, more often than not, it's going, it's going to be you a couple of months ago or when you started or however long that was. So I think that made things a lot easier for me in my content is that I was just writing to myself when I was really struggling. And that, that's definitely something I recommend to people who are beginning is, is not to get caught up. It is important to know who you're targeting, but don't spend weeks analyzing it and not adding friends because you're not sure who it is that you want to work with. Um, you're, you're targeting yourself. So write your content to yourself. What did you want to hear or what did you need to hear uh, when you were first getting started or looking to get started? I, I really love that. And that's the advice I give. Like there, there are two ways to basically create content. Either you do the market research and you actually understand where people stuck, why are they stuck? What's the language thoughts, uh, fears, emotions, aspirations they have through their head and then write content to them or as you said without doing market research just target yourself a lot of people are stuck where we were I mean we had a bit different background but I was doing the same thing I was targeting myself when I was still in low ticket in passive income in automation uh, in funnels all of the like that space that didn't serve me, serve me and again there are people crushing it in that space but I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to people who are like myself, stuck, trying to make it work, thinking that's the only way. And we basically want to get them through the journey of, hey, you are stuck now. I was there. I understand it. This is what I did differently. And these are the current results that I have. And a lot of people will come follow you on that journey. Uh, speaking of results, I know this is a big hang up for people. I guess partly, and this is a bit deeper to answer, I guess I don't, I don't need you to dive too deep into it, but I know a lot of people have like imposter syndrome and they feel kind of like uncomfortable almost talking and, and pitching and creating content when they haven't had a result with the product they're promoting or with affiliate marketing in general. So... How did you go about it at the beginning? And how would you recommend to people who maybe started implementing or want to start implementing these steps that we are talking, but have this hang up in their head? Like, what would you tell them to do? Mm. So, so my advice is, um, is to <laughs> essentially do exactly what I did. So I guess in the mastermind that we're a part of, 
Um, there's some really great mindset training and something that really resonated with me was understanding that no matter who you are or where you're at, you have value to give and you have a unique perspective. You, you have stories and experiences um, and especially the way you interpret things is totally unique to you. So the way I went into things and the mindset around that was just that, just to remember that I was new in the industry. Uh, that's right. I, I didn't know as much as a lot of people, but I knew a lot more than a lot of people as well. I was one step ahead of so many people in my audience. And that is the perspective that I took around creating content, um, around chatting to people, pitching people, was that um, just anchoring back into the fact that I was... I may not be as advanced as a lot of people around me, but I am still one step ahead of a lot of people. And I only need to stay one step ahead in order to teach people something. Um, so, so that was really, really where it came from for me. And I guess around content, it was very much, it was very much me learning something and then rewording it and tell, teaching my audience as I would learn something. So I, I know a lot of people get hung up on, on creating value posts and, and feeling like, you know, I don't know enough or the only things that I know is already common knowledge. But you just need to remember that there are a lot of people who do not know what you know and would love to have the information that you have access to. So by you teaching your audience the things that you're learning as you move along, I think is really, really powerful. Um, and, and I guess around results, um, that, that is quite a deep question there, but, but I guess around results, um, just not being afraid to leverage a community's results. So understanding for starters that a community's results, being able to demonstrate that, a, that um, multiple people are having success through a, a specific system or strategy is really, really powerful. Now, obviously, people are drawn to people who are making money themselves and, and achieving success, but for you to get those initial wins, to be able to leverage a community's results is really, really powerful. So that was helpful. And, um, and I guess just a side note there for people who are struggling around mindset, you know, saying, I don't have my own results. How am I meant to post a results post? Um, I think it's really important to remember that results aren't only monetary. Results can be coming multiple shapes and forms. You know, it can be um, generating your first lead. Um, it could be a growth in your Facebook group or an increase in your engagement or um, a mindset breakthrough. Or there's so many different kinds of results we can have. And I think that was a big breakthrough for me as well, is that realizing I didn't have to just be sharing screenshots of a $20,000 PayPal balance. I could also just show that I'd grown my group to 100 members or that my engagement was over 100 comments now. Um, yeah, I think that, that there are a few um, points that I definitely definitely went with and that, was, that would be what I would recommend to people who are starting out. Yeah, I loved it. And I actually had this hang-up in the mindset before, like it's funny whenever I would consume some knowledge and I'm like, well, that's out there. Everybody knows that. Right. <laughs> and I, I came to, I came to realize that that's not a case. I, I actually, it's funny. I talk with some coaches that are like doing six and seven figures. And I realize, like in terms of the strategy, I know pretty much as much as they do, even more on some things. And I was surprised, honestly, because I was always kind of like neglecting my own knowledge and skills and I was like, yeah, well, I'm not doing it. I don't have as much money, but money is not the only metric. Like you can have someone doing 50K a month, but because they found a way, the audience does something that works, doesn't mean they know more necessarily. That's why you can have people who know more, but are not making money. And like I was a year ago, I knew a lot of shit, but, but I wasn't making money. Uh, and I would argue like find things that work, proven strategy, and you'll get there. And I had a question while you were talking. It's escaping me. 
uh, 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 let me remember it. Let me try to remember it. <laughs> uh, never mind. Before before we dive into that question, if I remember it, uh, we are slowly uh, slowly running out of time. So for people wanting to connect with you, to meet you, to consume your content, where can they go? And I will also send them to the show notes as well. Absolutely. So um, Facebook is my number one platform and the best place to get um, in contact with me. On top of that, I run a Facebook community that's called Financially Free Affiliate Marketing. So I'm sure you can uh, search that in Facebook and and that should be the first one to come up. Uh, But also for those of you who are more interested in video content, I have been dipping my toes in a little bit of TikTok over the last couple of months. So my handle is um, Aaron SZC. So that's A-A-R-O-N-S-Z-C. That's on TikTok, um, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Uh, and for everyone listening, it's on affiliatejourney.co slash Aaron, that's with double A, when you're spelling it. Uh, all the links that he had mentioned will be over there. And oh, I forgot to dive into it. So how, how does TikTok go, man? Like how I see you're having some really, really nice results. Mm, TikTok's uh, TikTok is a different game. <laughs> it's it, it's something that I was very resistant to at the start. I'm not big on video. I've never been huge on video content, uh, but I had a few extra hours to dedicate, and I thought I'd give it a shot, see what happens. So um, I was pretty consistent with it. TikTok is interesting. There's a lot of traffic on there, and I think people underestimate the potential of TikTok right now. Um, the quality of the leads can be a little bit lower, but I can tell you now that TikTok has contributed to at least $15,000 in commissions um, over the last two months. So it's been huge for me, um, not only by promoting um, a, an affiliate program directly through my link on my profile, but also by chatting to leads in, in the Messenger app on TikTok and, and bringing them across to my world, which is Facebook, where I can really have a chat to them, get to know them and diagnose find out what's going on and make a recommendation based off that. So um, I think TikTok is, is as I said, it's a, it's a different beast. Uh, it's totally different. It's, it's 15 to 60 second video. So it's very much like hook story offer within 15 seconds, like very, very short, sharp, get to the point, people's attention span on there. Like you're lucky to get 10 seconds watch time on most of your videos. So you need to get everything out um, as quickly as you can. But uh, look, I think TikTok's block... It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, man. And and I find like what I like about TikTok is that while accounts have authority and are more likely to get recommended on the For You page, each video, no matter who you are or how many likes or followers you've got, has the equal potential to go viral. And that's what I really, really like about TikTok is that each time you post, everybody's on an even playing field. We all have the same chance of going viral. So it's a matter of um, without going too much into it, hashtag strategies, post timing, post frequency, uh, but really what it boils down to, and this boils down to every single platform is quality of content. Um, that's, that's, I guess, what, what I like about TikTok um, is that everyone has an even playing field. But uh, yeah, for those of you who are curious about TikTok, I'm sure you said you'll include the link, head over and check it out because it is a totally different beast. Um, and I think some people are really going to resonate with that short, sharp um, style video, whereas some people, uh, it's not going to be for them. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that you're trying something new. Uh, and I think I remember one last question. It's, I know a lot of people are stuck with this. And I would argue it's not just the way they communicate with people over Messenger. Sometimes 
if their content is quote unquote wrong, they are not, like you said, my content is targeted to people behind me, to myself a few months ago. So if they miss the marketing part, they will have usually bad leads and maybe it's not the wrong way they do conversation, but it's wrong person to start with. But let's say they get the right person. What's the approach you have to close them? Because I know a lot of people, maybe they post on Facebook, they talk to people, yet they're just not closing them. So what do you think help you the most to like get this like moment? Okay, let's not even talk about momentum. Let's talk about the initial sales. Like how did you make them without results, relatively new to the industry, talking with people? How do you actually con- maybe convince is not the world? make someone to buy convert yeah yeah absolutely yeah so um i think this is something i played around with a lot um i've had many different approaches many different people coach me on sales and and i don't have any sales experience so i guess i had an advantage in that i was a clean slate um so a, a, a clean drawing board to work with but um i i initially tried scripts scripts are a little bit robotic and rigid for me um, so I moved over to like a framework style thing. So just understanding that when I chat to people, there were certain, I guess, what I like to call pillars in the conversation that I needed to achieve um, in order to even have a chance of closing somebody. So it's pretty standard sales stuff. Um, the pillars for me were were some sort of rapport. So for me, my goal was to find something in common um, and, and build some rapport that way. From that point, Basically, I, I don't I don't think there's a traditional like a like an actual transition phase into the sales part, but I would try and comfortably transition it into like a where they're at right now. Um, you know, what they're doing online, what they're struggling with. And really at the point of that was to dial in on um one major pain point or emotional trigger, something that that really, you know, made them want to change. Um from there, it was a matter of future pacing. Where do they want to go? So I know another concept Joshua Ong talks about is, is heaven and hell. And that's really what I'm taking these people through. So, so hell is where they are now. Um, they're struggling. What's their pain point? What's your biggest struggle? What's your heaven look like? Where do you want to go? What, you know, help them envision this, really get some emotions happening and, and literally just to bridge the gap. And I know that sounds like really, really simple, but just bridge the gap and make a recommendation and just say, look, based off what you've told me, um, it, it sounds like you'd be a really good fit for this. Is it cool if I tell you a bit more about that? Um, and, and I know that's really, really simple, but it's so hard for people to master that basic process um, in that like, you know, a lot of the time it'll feel like an interrogation. People forget to share back and it's just like you asking questions and getting answers back and it just starts to feel really um, like you're in a, in a cell or something like that, you know, just getting interrogated. But, um, but yeah, I think that was really powerful for me. And I think, one of the big pivoting points for me was just to be really upfront and honest. And, and if you're not sure, just put it out there because so many of the sales I've made, I've been in a conversation and I've been really unsure if, if this person, I know it's a good fit, but I'm really unsure if it's something that they're going to be interested in or worried they're going to have a money objection. Just put it out there. Uh, be open and upfront and just put it out there as an option. Uh, because I think more often than not, people appreciate the, the directness or, or you just putting an offer out there a lot of the time. Um, so I know a lot of sales early on for me, I missed out on because I didn't just put it out there and other people did. So I guess what I'm getting at is that if you don't make the offer, somebody else is going to. So if you're unsure, just put it out there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically the process I follow for my sales. I'm very simple. I'm a laid back. I'm not a pushy salesman. I'm sort of like a, 
have a chat, get to know someone. This is what I'm doing. You know, I think it can help solve your problem. Do you want to check it out? If not, totally cool. You know, I've, as, um, as we're taught in the mastermind, I have the solution and you have a problem. So it's, it's not going to affect me. And one sale isn't going to change my life, uh, but it may change yours. And that's the perspective I, I come in with. I love that. And do you, do you do that all through messenger or do you funnel people to a call? So I'm big on, um, on reading a situation. I, I like to, I like to keep people on messenger. If we're having a good back and forth, um, there's a good flow going and people are opening up. Then I like to keep it on messenger because I feel like it interrupts the flow there by hopping on a call sometimes. And this is, this is obviously my personal opinion. I know a lot of people have success on calls, but for me, it was just about reading the situation. So being in Australia, I'm on an opposite time zone to pretty much the rest of the world. So for me, it was quite hard getting in contact with people because I only had a small window each morning where I could chat to people when they were actually online from the US and Europe. So those types of people where I had trouble getting in contact or they just, I couldn't get them to open up. I'd put a call out there very early on in the conversation because it's a lot easier for me to just hop on a call and we can go through the process and find out if I can even help you or not. Um, so for me, it's very much about reading the situation. Love that, man. Love, love the value of this episode. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Again, everybody listening, affiliatejourney.co slash Aaron with double A at the beginning. Uh, man, any last words? Uh, thanks, Heath, for having me on anyway. I really appreciate it, man. It's, it's an honor to, uh, to jump on. I know you've done some big names, so really excited about it. But last words... I guess, look, to, to anybody looking to start, um, what I said earlier on is you just need to have that burning desire. Like if your why isn't great enough, you, are, aren't, you just aren't going to push through the bad days because there's bad days coming. I can tell you now, it's not all good. So if you do not have this burning desire and a strong why, um, it's not going to happen. So I think that's the first thing to address before you jump into this. Or anything for that matter. I love that. I love that advice. Brother, it's been awesome having you here. Everybody go follow him. I love his content. I have to check out his TikTok content as well. I'm curious to see <laughs> how you are doing it. Uh, links will be again in the show notes. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, leave a review if you're listening on Apple and or iTunes. And in the meantime, peace out, everyone. Thanks. See you guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and sticking to the very end. I do hope you have enjoyed the episode and I also hope you will connect with Aaron and his amazing content on TikTok and on Facebook. Again, affiliatejourney.co slash Aaron. And if you want that amazing $50 offer, uh, which breaks down the mock-up blueprint and how you can start having six-figure affiliate business, uh, you can go again at the same place. I will hook you up with some amazing bonuses. Anyways, uh, if you have not already, don't forget to subscribe. And if you got value, I would definitely invite you to take one minute of your day and leave us a review on Apple. It doesn't take a lot of time or energy from you and it means a lot to us. So yeah, anyways, until next time, cheers for your success.